man, I'm starving, but I don't know what I want to eat. You should go check out the all-you-can-eat wings for $14.99 every Tuesday at the Public House Tap and Grill. All-you-can-eat wings for $14.99? Yeah, they even have all-day happy hour every day with $5 premium wells, $5 imports, and even $5 craft beers from some of the best local breweries like J-Dubs Up Top, Big Tops, Ashley Gang, and Motor Works, Roll Cage, and Pulp Friction. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the Public House now. Where is it located? Public House Tap and Grill, 6240 North Lockwood Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida. Eat in public, drink in public, be seen in public. It's your boy Carter with the Philadelphia Half-Life straight out of the 215th, representing all Philly teams on STLR Sports Talk. We we booed and threw snowballs at Santa Claus, and then uh, when Dallas was playing the Eagles in one of the last games at Veterans Stadium was open and Michael Irvin broke his neck, a whole entire stadium stood up and cheered when he got carted off. I miss the vet, man. The vet was good times. Entertainment with no sidelines. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, four men have emerged from the smoke, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Foul. No, two fouls. Foul? I didn't touch anybody. People can't just go flying in the air like that. Please, my mom wouldn't cheat in my dreams. What? She's an angel. Heaven wants us to win this game. They're Reggie uncensored and off the chain no boundaries sports talk radio with your hosts Derek Fugers if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball there's no crying in baseball well Derek here's the deal I'm the best there is plain and simple I mean I wake up in the morning I piss excellence Zach Kearney you play ball like a girl would you relax? I'm in the zone. And Craig Wiley. Did you see that bad man last night? Uh, what I got to say, you really don't want to hear because honesty ain't too high upon your people priority list, right? For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. You can do it. Good morning, sports world, and welcome to No Boundary Sports Talk. I am your host, Derek Futures, and we are live here this Sunday morning in STLR Media Studios, live right next next to one. Craig Wiley Jr., how you doing, buddy? What's up, everybody? Minus one today, one Zach Kearney enjoying Bush Gardens with the family today. Shout out to my man, Zach Kearney, out there with the fam. Seen him right before I came here. Wished him a not happy drive and had 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 some fun time. So yeah, be safe. Yeah, man. So, but we got a great show. A lot of stuff to get into today. Got to get it. Just baseball, hockey, NHL or NFL, NBA. Just a whole bunch. Take it or leave it. We don't have Zach's game today because obviously Zach's not here. So, uh, but obviously, but still, a lot more things. A lot of NBA to get into. A lot of NBA free agency. A lot of trades. A lot of things just to get into in general in the NBA. We got the NBA draft is obviously to get into as well. So go ahead and jump into the swing of things. The Tampa Bay Rays. Actually, you know what, Craig Wiley? You know what I thought about doing? 
and I'm I, and I want to do it, which I'm probably going to hit her up probably in a few days. I'm probably I'm going to try to get Tn here so, I like Sunday it. morning. Get her talk about the whole situation with the Hall of Fame, USF Hall of Fame. You know, obviously talk about the upcoming Booker season. season. You know, obviously I've seen I've been I've been on Facebook well, and we I lost seen, some girls. So we did, but we gained some too. I don't know if you've seen the pictures that she shared. I didn't. They got some size. Tia says she knows she feels real special about this team. Like I said, I'm friends with her on Facebook. So I'm really excited to hear about what she's got and what, what the plans got. Not only just for the upcoming season, as well as what uh, what her plans for. Is, and, uh, I got too many Facebook friends, man. I got I to gotta clear out some Tia things. Grace, man. Tia Grace. Well, but, I, I got her as friends. I know. You just didn't see the post. Per I didn't se, see yeah. the post. So. You, and that's why you said that you got so many friends because you see said post. You just missed the popular. You thought. So you got to get it out there. It's whatever. Nah, I get hit with like those eighty-five notifications <laughs> for real. Well, it's, well, it's not a notification. It's just a, it's just on your feed, bro. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta scroll the feed a little bit, man. You gotta feel Facebook out a little bit more. I know. I feel you. I just get tagged in so much stuff. That's when my timeline gets trashed with everything. I okay. Get tagged okay. In. You're right. You're right. I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. But yeah, I just, I, 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 I thought it was a good idea. Just, uh, you know, just because of the fact, you know, uh, Tia, obviously, kind of a local legend. Isn't that the girl from Riverview? The point, little poof, the point guard, yeah. little poof. <laughs> Good eye, huh? Yeah, I noticed that too. I've been noticed that. Yeah, but that's the picture, and you see Maya Loman back there. So you and, and you can judge the size of these girls from Maya. And to be honest with you, bro, I feel like Jayla Dennis and Amari have gotten taller. They have. I was just thinking that same thing. And and you know what I'm saying. So again. I feel like this team has got a lot more length and still has that speed that they have. So, it could be dangerous, Craig Wiley. It could be dangerous. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm not only excited for the girls' team, but obviously we've seen some footage of the boys' team as well. You know, their little uh, FGCU uh, tourney or little spring uh, summer league that they're in. And obviously we got some new faces on there too in, in, in the video. Uh, you know, uh, looks like uh, number one, I figured out his name. Obviously, Coach Track, Dasani Robinson. Uh, transfer, six six two hundred thirty pounds from what Coach Coach Trav said. Yeah, so. he was a big boy. He looked like a big boy in the thing. Um, I, it, it's kind of hard to tell on video. It is. But speaking of people hitting some growth spurts, I feel like King Wingfield and uh Paul. Oh, Paul definitely has got a little top. You can definitely tell Paul. And then Noah, obviously, no Noah's going to be a good point guard. You see his vision on the court, how he's. And then you know yeah. one thing I do love is that they're finishing those uh, those passes that Noah's receiving to him. Yeah. So. I'm excited for both seasons. Not only am I excited for that, I'm also excited for Book of Football. So we got we got we to do Book of Football first before we do basketball. So, But still, I, I thought about getting T in here, and maybe we can get Marcus in here in the, uh, in the future as well, too. I mean, so. as, as the school season gets closer, let's get all the coaches in here. Facts. One by one. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. But, yeah, uh, obviously going into the other other news in the, in the, in the world, uh, the Rays exploring options to play in Montreal, Canada. And, you know – the thing about it is, it's not moving to Montreal permanently. No, but it's something that's been brought up in the world of sports. One, Chad Brockhoff, somebody we do a lot of the, these Booker games with. One who covers the Rays. One who covers the Rays has said for a while, don't be surprised if they can't get out of this Tropicana uh, stadium deal and, and move out of the Trop in St. Pete's. Listen, I hate to compare it like this. But they're like St. Pete, screw you, Nazi stadium people, because like not that they're racist or anything, but they're just like they're being such 
dicks about the fact of like releasing the Rays from their contract to let them explore different options. Obviously, you're having a hard time selling out. That that stadium is just not in a good location for certain people. That that stadium needs to be located over more in the I four area, so folks from like Orlando and, and and Central Florida can reach a little bit, you know, easier. It's not that much further of a drive for people from you know Charlotte, where the Stone Crabs play on up, because you just hit I seventy five all the way, you know, somewhere in that area. And you just make a a, a, a bomb ass stadium over there because it's, it's literally, you know, one of, if not the worst stadium in in a in the major league. I love the stadium, man. I love it, but of course, I've never been to any other stadium in the, in 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 a major league baseball. Like so. I like the dome aspect of it, but even if you want to get technical, when did the Rays become a baseball team? Like ninety six. Truth. The stadium's outdated as hell. It's twenty years old. I mean, yeah, but we still got some stadiums who are hundred years old, though. But they, but they've been updated. I mean, you're right, but still, we all can't be winners here, Craig. We got one of the low. The Rays got one of the lowest salary caps in the league in the MLB. Yeah, they also got one of the lowest attendance ratings in the MLB. Truth, but they got to work with what they can work with. Well. Yeah. So what you're saying is maybe if they upgraded but, the stadium, they get more attendance. But it's not the Rays. The Rays don't even want to be there. They want to move. First of all, it's in St. Pete. They're the Tampa Bay Rays, not the St. Pete Rays. So first of all, let them go. Do I got to get else I've in there? Always, I was always scratching my head on, on that for a long time, why they were the Tampa Bay Rays or I, the Tampa Rays. We got to get else in here to be like, let them go, let them go. Like, for real, let them go. Let them move to the Tampa Bay area where they really want to be at and put it in a put the stadium in a better situation to where it's going to get more people. Hi, Sophia. Hi, baby. Uh, baby. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, but the, the, the whole this is the whole situation. The Rays have received uh, permission from uh, Major League Baseball Executive Council to explore a plan in which, obviously, they would play home games in both Tampa Bay and Montreal. So this is they're going to be trying to play games, and this is exactly what Craig just saying, that Tropicana won't release them from their contract to leave the stadium. So they're going to try to make it to where they can move to Montreal. Obviously, this is going to be, you know, to, to draw more revenue for them to for attendance and stuff like that. Obviously, because, you know, the Rays are at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to money-wise and obviously just like you said, attendance-wise. I mean, we're the worst attendance league. Or I'm not going to say we because, I mean, I like the Rays. I really do. I, I just Well, here's the situation, all right? I'm not even a huge baseball fan. But you're a Rays fan. Where are there's there's literally like two states where spring training – Majorly goes on Arizona. Florida. No, it's, it's two states. That's it. Arizona, Arizona Florida. Florida. We legit in the state of Florida only have two baseball teams. Yeah. The the Marlins, which and they both have the worst attendance record in the damn National Baseball League, because, National and Major League Baseball. Well, both of them. Well, one, the Marlins. That's what I'm talking about. Is just because. I don't know what I drove past that new stadium. I love it. It's so nice, bro. But nobody wants to go there to see nobody. You're right. Barely people want to go to the Miami Dolphins games. I mean, there's more Patriots fans going to the Dolphins game than there are Dolphins fans. I mean, the, the the one the one, you know, really good baseball player they had, oh uh who's who's running the Marlins? The Yankees, uh Derek Jeter. Jeter. Oh Jeter s- sent a freaking gift wrap uh present to the damn Yankees with uh Carlos uh Man, you know he you know he had to hook his boys up, man. 
But I'm just saying. Come on, man. You know how he hook his boys up? That's why their attendance sucks. The Rays' attendance just sucks is because of the location. Or, I mean, yeah, because the Rays are actually doing pretty good right now. They're battling for first with the They're Yankees. They're a quality team. They are quality because they got a quality farm system. That's why. But it's just, it's, it's just you know, it, people in Orlando ain't going to drive through all that. Cra- like, they already got drive through crazy traffic in Orlando to get to Tampa, then have to drive through all that crazy ta- Tampa traffic just to get to St. Pete, where if it was in Tampa, you know what I'm saying, you're, you're, you're probably shortening up their drive by an hour. It's a, t- it's a tough drive. It, it definitely is. is a tough drive, especially if you're like trying to get to a game right after work or something like that. I get off at 5, and I get some free tickets sometime. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely a tough drive just to get to the game on, at, on time. Are, you know, they got crazy times. Yeah, they do. Seven ten. That's what time the Rays games start almost every single night. They should let me bring with Puffco in. Right? uh uh-huh. And other news, uh, Bieber versus Tom Cruise. Who's ready to see it? You know what? There's not really much of Craig is. I'm ready. To, I'm not ready to see it. I don't really give a damn. I don't know if this is true or not, but TMZ reported that Bieber and Tom Cruise have agreed to a fight, UFC in style a fight. In a private phone call. In a private phone call. So I don't know how true they're probably drunk as hell and both high I as mean, hell on weed. Would I pay $100 to see it? No. But yeah, if it you was would. like a $40 pay per view, like, nah, yeah, I'd get it. You'd pay for $100. No. Nah. Yeah, you would. Unless the undercar was really good. Oh, my God. Who was that? <laughs> Oh my god. You know what? Oh my god. There needs to be a title fight before before the UConn basketball team has decided to move into the Big East. Uh football team undecided whether they're gonna move to the Big East or not, but definitely the basketball teams are uh had to t- t- 2021 or 2020? 2020. 2020 is the uh the date for that to happen. So you weren't they in the Big East in the past? Isn't this going them going back to the Big I East? I think they were in the Big East. Then they went to the American, whatever where they are right now. Yeah, and, and now they're going back to the Big East. Yeah, because I believe I believe a lot of teams because UCF used to be in the Big East. Well, the girls' basketball team, probably even the boys, but I know the girls' basketball team for a fact is basically undefeated in that conference. Oh yeah, I mean, and they've won you know saying every conference title the past six years. So they're trying to move back to the Big East. I think to. Uh, uh, and we would have to look up the the Big East basketball, and, and maybe they're just trying to get some more competition. I mean, UConn, no matter what, UConn's always going to be you know a, a big school because at the end of the day, Gino is the man when it comes to women's basketball, and and he's just going to crush it every every single time. Yeah, it says the the Big East does not have a football team, uh, does not have football, and it's unlikely UConn will have remain in the American. It's just football sources told ESPN, obviously. Uh, source said the football program is expected to play in American in 2019, but could go independent after that and, or join another conference. Just because there are any Big East, because I think that whole Big East thing decimated for football-wise. That's why teams had to join other conferences like USF, Cincinnati, all those. Because when Mike when Mike Ford played for USF back in the day, he was that that they were in Big East. Because I remember when they when they were number two in the nation and they lost to freaking Cincinnati the, the the next game after they got ranked for the nation. That was the Big East. Well, that's where that's where Miami came from as well. Okay. before they joined the ACC, and I honestly because I, I don't really pay attention to like bas- the college basketball like that. Like I watched the tourney. But I, I wasn't even aware that the Big East was honestly still around. Yeah. Neither I I I, <laughs> I I knew it wasn't around for football because obviously. Well, I thought they had changed their name, the the name of the conference to um The American Athletic. Yeah, the American Athletic. AAC, right? Yeah, it's Division One in all sports except football, which is not sponsored. That's and, why. And Creech is chiming and he says that uh Tom is gonna go mission impossible on the Beavs. Oh my god. <laughs> you might be right. Hey, Hey, isn't Tom Canadian? 
Aren't they both Canadian? I know Bieber is for sure. I think that I think he might be. So it's a Canadian fight then. All right, bet. All right, bet. So, uh, so what are we doing right now, NHL? That's right. P.K. Subban going to the NHL. P.K. Subban has been traded from the Nashville tra- Predators over to the New Jersey Devils. I'll tell you what, man. I feel like this is a really good trade for the Devils just because of the fact that this that was a young, dangerous team. Well, Subban was, was you know, uh, two years ago in the playoffs. I mean, he was doing his thing. I mean, bro, he's arguably considered one of the better defenders in the league. I yeah. mean, P.K. Subban's a very good hockey player from Canada, another Canadian. But uh, in the trade, the deal, uh, Devils get P.K. and Subban. Uh, Predators get Steve uh, Santini. And the, the they get uh, defensive man uh, Jeremy Davies, and a, as well as a second-round pick, number 34, uh, this year, and a 2020 second-round uh, second pick as well. So, obviously, the, uh, Nashville had to give up a little bit. Not Nashville. Sorry, New Jersey. Yeah. Yes, New Jersey had to give up a little bit extra to get them. I mean, it's essentially four players because you get sometimes two traffic. picks. Play, I mean, hey, but we're, we're you got to pay to play sometimes. We got we got another. You know, we got a couple big trades that we're going to talk about here coming up in the NBA. One of those being uh, oh, Mike man. Conley. So, oh yeah. I mean, I feel they kind of gave up a lot for Mike Conley, who's who's getting up there in age. But you know, but PK Subban, you know, obviously another veteran defender in the league, and again going back to New Jersey, I seen this New Jersey team in the playoffs last year. When they did play the Lightning, and they put the Lightning through oh, six games, and it was a tough series. Well, the Devils have always historically been a a pretty good team. So at the end of the day, you know, the, it's just a team trying to get better, and and they traded some players they felt that they can let go for a player that they you know obviously valued a lot, and you know we'll see how it turns out this season. Yeah, uh, Taylor Hall is one of the better to uh, attack attackers over there, and obviously. Really, really young guy, really young prospect for them as well. So, I, like I said, it's just the Devils adding to more experience and more veteran talent to that team could help them win more games, obviously. So, I think that's a great trade for the Devils. And then, obviously, Nashville, they gets a lot of prospects. Steve Santini, obviously a young prospect, one of the better defenders for the Jersey Devils. This actually might be Zach right here. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. No boundary sports talk. Who we got? This is William Creech from Somerville, Georgia. What up, Creech? Hey, man, I just, uh, while y'all on the subject of basketball, by the way, y'all do a great job, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, Chris, calling in and listening, brother. Hey, um, I want to know what y'all think about AD going to the Lakers, and will they be an immediate number eight seed at least in the Western Conference? And I'll leave you with that, brothers. All right, Chris, thanks for the call, brother. Uh, Going to his question right there, uh, immediate eight seed, yeah, I think so. I think I think I uh, think with LeBron, you give LeBron another superstar. I don't think they're going to win the NBA championship next year. No, it's, it's, don't like don't get me wrong, but I do. I yes, I do think they're going to be an, an immediate AC. Pick. It, yes, it's already been rumored they're trying to clear out some some space to sign a third max. Um, rumors, some rumors that are that have been out there. Obviously, the Kyrie connection. Um, I I've heard a little bit of Kemba Walker action, which I think is the more likely thing, but. It's something we're going to talk about when we get into the basketball situation. D'Angelo Russell yeah. has openly said since Magic is gone, he Magic is, traded him. <laughs> he's open to coming back to the Lakers. Yeah, and you see what he did in New, in uh, Brooklyn. I wanted to call him the New Jersey Nets sometimes <laughs> because the, the, I mean, that's know, who they used to be. They used to be. That's oh, who they used to be. Shout out Keith Van Horn. But yeah, it's crazy. I, I I do think that the the Lakers can make the playoffs for sure with the the players that they have right now. Yes. Yeah. LeBron's LeBron. I mean, uh, you can't take. And that listen, away from him. after those like top two tiers of free agents kind of get out of there, and you got those guys that still got some some gas left in the tank, 
that like maybe like that third tier, those guys are maybe like some of the back end of the, the second tiers where like they didn't really get the money that they wanted. Those people that are available are going to be like, you know what? Let's go team up with LeBron. Let's go get a ring. Let's go. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's really what you dream about as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going over to the still the, with the Lightning, JT Miller was traded from the Lightning over to the Canucks. Uh, obviously, JT Miller, another young prospect for the Lightning. Um, but you know what? The Lightning, in my opinion, something has to be done. You know, you, you this year, first round swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm not saying JT Miller wasn't a bad player for the Lightning, but obviously he was a good player for the Lightning. But you know what? They they they, they decided to um, was moved for goalie uh, Mazinek and a third round pick in the 2019 draft and a conditional first round pick in either the 2020 or 2021 draft. So they they got something for him. You know, it, it wasn't nothing past. So uh, the 26 year old Miller signed a 2023 uh, with the Lightning. So they picked up his contract and everything, but. You know, the Lightning, obviously, and another thing with the Lightning, Ryan Callahan uh, was placed on long-term uh, IR with uh, a back issue, and doctors even told him that he should call it a career. So, and, you know, Ryan Callahan, one of the older players for the Lightning, was acquired from, I believe, from the Rangers. Yeah, it, it hurts more a little bit the veteran leadership aspect of, exactly. the, of the situation. Um, definitely somebody more on the back end of his career, so, you know, it's, it's not like he was, uh, uh, you know, Couple of years in the league had had a star potential behind him, but it is definitely still sad that you know you're going to lose one of your major players for for your team. But I'm sure you know depending on what happens, they'll probably work out some kind of injury you know settlement, clear up some some cap space. Obviously, with the movement of J T. Miller and things like that, they're in a position to you know bring in some some uh, some free agents and some stuff this year. So you know we'll see what they do to make this team better and hopefully uh, be a team that doesn't get swept in the first round after. Tying the all-time like best record ever in hockey. Uh, G- GM, uh, GM of the the Lightning, Julian, uh, pretty much said that the doctors recommend that he no longer play no longer play hockey because of a degenerative disc disease Ooh. on his lumbar spine. Yeah, that's that's no that's no boy. So uh, and but obviously they came out. You know, he said that the GM said he's such a proud competitor, fierce competitor. And he says he he knows that he's not only going to play out his contract. But uh, reach for another contract after that. So I mean, Brian Callahan has no room to, to no plan on retiring anytime soon, unless it you know saying something severe happens. You know, but I, I who who knows right now? We don't know. Nothing knows. We wouldn't put it past him. If Either he way, best come wishes back. to Callahan. Absolutely, absolutely, indeed, absolutely, indeed. Uh, going into the NFL. Who is that? What you want to do? Yeah, you want to take a quick break? Real quick? Yeah, yeah, we're taking a quick break. We're taking a quick break. We're taking a real quick break, real quick, and we'll come back. We got the NFL. Then we got take it or leave it. Then we're gonna jump into a whole bunch of NBA action, NBA free agency. We got to talk more about the Anthony Davis trade and the Lakers. Obviously, Conley getting traded to the Jazz, and a whole bunch of more of the NBA draft. So we'll stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, High C, and I'm calling out Sarasota, Bradenton, Palmetto, and the entire Bay Area to the only Labor Day weekend bash you need to be at. Trade Mafia Productions presents the all-white party Saturday, August 31st at Sarasota Sky Bar, located at 1927 Ringling Boulevard. Doors open at 9 p.m. This is a do-not-miss event with Dim Damn DJ's very own DJ AK, keeping the party jumping all all night long. Hosted by Mr. TMP himself, Peso. Drinking shot specials, 
starting at just $3. That's, That's right, right, you heard me, $3. $3. For more info or VIP reservations, call 941-328-2276. That's 941-328-2276 or visit TreyMafia.com. The all-white party Labor Day weekend bash, Saturday, August 31st, Sarasota Sky Bar. Don't meet me there, beat me there. Dragonheads is a smoke and vape shop that has all the products you expect to find in a tobacco shop, in addition to having a live glass blowing showcase with some of the most beautiful pieces of art for sale. So come on down today, located at 412 South Washington Boulevard, Sarasota, Florida, 34236. Check it out, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Sundays, noon to 6 p.m. Or simply call 941-955-1719. Dragonheads. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram to find out more. Hey, what's going on, people? It's your man, Johnny Christ from the Mad Titans of Radio. And did you know that Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 a.m., you can hear the best damn morning show this side of the bay? What am I talking about? The Morning Wood. You got my boy, High C, and whatever type of inbred idiots he has swinging by. You know, just there's really no way to really explain this. You're just going to have to tune in because you never know who's going to stop by. You will be thanking me later, and it's the only way to start your day. So remember, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. I have to speak slow because you idiots just don't get it. But tune into the Morning Wood with my man High C right here on STLR Media. This your boy High C for No Boundaries, and I'm riding with the Miami Hurricanes. It's about with you, man. We don't care about nobody except it's you. We don't. Right here on STLR Sports Talk. Welcome back to No Boundary Sports Talk. Okay, so that's how it's going to be. Y'all want to play. With your boys, Derek. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Craig. I'm for real, so you better check yourself. And Zach. If one of y'all says some silly-ass name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. Damn, it's so hard to say their real names. Oh, no. Bitch! Welcome back to No Boundary Sports Talk. Gonna be a quick show today. Not gonna lie, we're firing through. I don't know, man, because we got NBA still. We got a lot There's of NBA a lot of NBA, and I feel like that we can. We can. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll come to that point when it comes past. But uh, like I said, NFL topics. NFL slowly creeping up on us. We're getting cl- closer sooner, but sh- sorry, sooner than sh- I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sooner we're getting than later. Yes, thank you. It's soon. It's gonna be here sooner than later. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what you were trying to go. For. No, I was thinking sooner than later. I just couldn't get it out. It's going to be here sooner than later, and obviously, and uh, fuck, fantasy football is coming up sooner fantasy than later. Fantasy football. That's that's what I can't wait for. Obviously, RIP Hunter Cross is going to get here sooner than later. Can't wait for that. So, but right now, OBJ with the Browns, pretty much coming out saying that you know he didn't think he could reach his full potential with the New York Giants. Maybe taking a jab at the Giants. A little bit, a little bit. Um, I, I actually agree with this. Um, I think that with the Giants, they are holding on a little bit too long to the Eli situation. He's definitely a quarterback on the decline. Um, and I, and he just doesn't have the same, you know, the, the same skills as he once had. Yes, he has won a couple of Super Bowls. Yes, he has done his thing. 
I'm not saying Eli hasn't been a good quarterback for them and you know that hasn't worked out for them very well. I I predict that we're going to see Daniel Jones playing and starting for the Giants this year at some point. Uh, Beckham pretty much addressed leaving the Giants in an interview with Complex published Thursday saying the opportunity to join the Browns will allow his on-field production to flourish. Uh, well, that's what he said. OBJ, you kind of got to stay healthy too. Facts. Uh, he pretty much said, kept he going to say that I just felt the Giants. I just felt with the Giants, I was just stuck at a place that wasn't working for me anymore. I felt like I was going uh, was going to be able to reach my full potential there. Wasn't going to be able to reach my full potential mentally, physically, spiritually, everything. I felt capable of doing. I just couldn't see it. So I think allowing me to be in an environment where I can be myself, give it and give it a different approach. I feel like football will benefit. I feel like my football will benefit. I'm just excited about being able to play again and not be uh, have to deal with other stuff and politics coming to my previous uh, pre- role. So obviously, and you know one thing I, I I have seen from OBJ, bro, he has been I just feel like so much happier. He does because seem he's a lot playing happier. with one of his good friends. You know what I'm saying? He does seem a lot it's happier. Essentially, one of his brothers. So I really and, – and, and I think that's why LSU. he's saying that because of the fact – not only that, bro. They've, they've been friends since high school, man. Okay. They've known – they went to rival high schools together. They've known each other for since high school. Like, Probably were, even before that. They, like, the, I, I'm pretty sure like um, OBJ went to LSU because of coverage Jarvis Landry was there. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So, like, not only that, man, just because of the fact that he's essentially there with his brother, man. So – who knows, man? Who knows what type of season the Browns, the type of Cinderella season they're going to have? Better. I think they're definitely a, a dark horse in the AFC, and I think they're going to stun some people this year. And I, I would love for great. them to see them make the playoffs. Um, in other NFL news, um, they're going to be able to challenge pass interference or lack thereof pass interference calls in this upcoming season. How you feel about that? Yeah, I, I knew they were going to eventually do this because they were they were battling for it for a while now. You know, they, they've been since the end, the whole ending of the uh, of the end of the season uh, with the controversial call with the Rams and the Saints. That's probably the the biggest factor. I mean, a lot of people say that that's what caused the Saints to lose that game and potentially not go to the Super Bowl. So, you know, you, this was a, a, a yeah. long time coming. I think it really does have to uh, occur because this this call. Does occur so much in games, you know what I'm saying? And there's times where we're sitting here, it's like he didn't even touch him, and they still the flag. And it's just it's a bad angle on the referee's part, you know what I'm saying? They can't see what the camera sees. There's 15,000 camera angles, and there's one angle, two angles from the refs. There might be one all the way down there at the other end of the NFL or the end zone, but he can't see exactly what the other ref sees up close like that, you know. So yeah. it's just a tough call, man. So being able to, I do, I do like this. I really do like this because it's going to be fair enough. And I, and I, I don't know the exact rule, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest it's, with you. I feel like they're gonna limit it. They can challenge it. Up until the two minute warning of either you know either half. So it's two challenges and, and, and two minute warnings. Th- so does this count as one of their challenges? It does count okay. as your challenge. So it's not a specific like, oh, I'm gonna. This is my pass interference challenge. So it just counts as a challenge. Period. But just make it, being able to make it to where this play is make but a, obviously, a reviewable obviously call. Obviously, if you okay. you know what I'm saying if you get it right and you're like say you're a coach, you, you challenge, you challenge it, it in a timeout. You found out that you're right. You get to keep a challenge flag and all that stuff gotcha, and gotcha, yada, gotcha, yada, gotcha, yada, yada, gotcha. yada. So, okay. So, I, I like that. I do like that. I mean, eventually, the one thing I do don't want to see is I don't want to see them to where it's going to be like every penalty call 
is going to be reviewable. That's what I don't want to see. I don't want to be just yeah. because there's going to be, oh, well, now now that the, the NFL quarterbacks yeah, get sacked. Yeah, like four million yeah. holding calls. Yeah, no, nope. let's, let's challenge that holding call. No, I don't want to see that because holding is is, 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 is essentially inevitable. Like, it's going to happen because, you know, if you get beat at an offensive lineman, your natural reaction is, okay, I don't want to look bad. So, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather give up five yards than a, you know what I'm saying, than a 10-yard sack. That's essentially yeah. what they're saying. You know, so – Holding call is gonna have to stay. Another thing that I don't want to see reviewed is sacks, quarterback sacks, man. Like, oh, he was he wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a quarterback, uh that wasn't unnecessary roughness on the quarterback. Man, I'm throwing a challenge. Like, I don't want to see that, man. Literally the pass interference should be the only penalty call that should be reviewable. I think that really honestly, there should be no more things added to this. Yeah. To this to this reviewable call things. Challenging. Because in all honesty, where it's at right now, it's working perfectly. And who knows? This could cause so much chaos adding yeah. this PI stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll find out this this uh, season, which is right I do think it's going to be successful, though. I definitely do. Because now, if they had that call last year, I think all the Payton training camps are about to start up in the next week or two as well, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, preseason starts in August. Yeah. So it, it's, it's got to be coming up. Um, we do have take it or leave it. And since we're on NFL right now, I'm going to kick off with these ones real quick. Um, basically, Matt Ryan has has came out. It was in ESPN earlier, and I, and I want to get your opinion on this one. Um, he's saying that Falcons are still in a position to make a run in the Super Bowl. Take it or leave it. To make it to the Super Bowl? I'll take it, man. I, I think any team can make it to the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't disdoubt a team. It's a new season. I mean, it's a new season, new team. It, you, just because one team was was bad last year doesn't mean they're going to be bad this year. You it's know true. what I'm saying? So I, I think right now anybody can make the Super Bowl. So I'll take it. I think with uh, the addition of Calvin Ridley and not so much of the offense being, you know, like kind of in Julio's hands, um, they did take a little step back with losing Tevin Coleman. But they also have Austin Hooper, who's emerging pretty good as a tight end. I mean, this is still a pretty good squad. I feel they can, uh, you know, do some things. I mean, they're definitely playoff contention. If you can make the playoffs, you can, you know, at that point, you have a chance to make the Super Bowl. So oh, I'm, I'm going to take it as well. One thing I like about the Falcons is, you know, you know, they got consistency, you know, especially at the receiving spot. I think the passing game is where they succeed the most day. I mean, you got Devontae Freeman. The loss of Tim Coleman, I feel like, is going to hurt them. Um, in the big run because Tevin Coleman was such a great back to rely on in the secondary and the second and the second option behind Devontae Freeman. Both of them are very well catching the ball out of the backfield. Both of them very well running the ball itself. So you know I think that that might hurt them. But um, you know just like you said, you know the receiving options still are very well. Then you see the whole thing. Calvin Johnson was at their facilities. Was he? Yeah. Because he lives in, 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 in Georgia. Okay. He's also into the marijuana industry. Yes, he is. Shout out to Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron. Speaking of, I don't, none of that has nothing to do with what I'm about to ask next. It's just, <laughs> it's just NFL related. Um, Alex Smith is uh, come out and said he's training for a comeback. Had a pretty devastating injury last year. Does Alex Smith playing the NFL again. Take it or leave it. Ah, man. I don't know, dude. I I want to say leave it and say he doesn't. He's 35 years old, man. I mean, 
you've already missed the full year. You're probably going to miss another year this year, probably the year after that. So what, are you going to be 37 years old? You're going to try to make a comeback, man? And what, at that point, like, how good your arm going to be? Yeah, I, I, I have to leave it. Listen, if not for nothing, he's definitely made some some good things happen in the NFL. Um, I, I just don't think he has that it factor to, to win the championship. But, you know, very solid quarterback, had a very good career. Man, at the end of the day, bro, you got to live with these injuries. And, you know, don't put your body on the line for, for the NFL like that. You know what I'm saying? I think there's there's plenty of room for you in broadcasting and, and other, other things along that nature. You know, I, I would leave it if I was Alex Smith. But, you know, one thing, you know, I mean. He's a competitor. The one situation is, you know, he signed that contract four years, $95 million, uh, $71 million guaranteed. So, I mean, he just signed a big contract with the Redskins. And but the Redskins obviously just drafted Dwayne Haskins, and you know who knows if Dwayne Haskins is quarterback ready. I think he's quarterback ready, uh, NFL ready quarterback. I mean, the kid is just an exceptional quarterback when he's got, he's got a, such a strong arm. Who knows how that will relate into the NFL? And who knows how fast the pace of the game will change for him? So I don't know. But right now, thirty-five year old Alex Smith is saying seven and a half months. He said he's got to wear this uh, fixatory. External fixatory on his leg for another six, uh, four to six weeks, which put a t- uh, total time around seven and a half months to where he could actually start walking again, or not even walking again, actually like fully training to come back. So, I and you're then, talking well into the end of the season. Yeah. So, like I said, maybe two years to where you yeah. could fully come back. Maybe next year you you can like start. Tra- no. Yeah. So I just just call it a career, man. Call it a call career. it a career. Moving along, take it or leave it. Lakers will sign a third max player. Take it or leave it. I'm going to leave it. I don't think they're going to be able to free up the cap space to do that. Because right now, I mean, yeah, they're talking about Kyrie. They talked about D'Lo. They talked about, you know, Kimba. There's a lot of guys who want a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And already you got two max contracts. Not even max contract, but just money going around with AD. LeBron, and they're still trying to free up money to get AD's trades to under, under, under wraps. You know what I'm saying? How are they going to free up all that space to get up at least another max contract to the deal? So if they do it, kudos to them. I'm not saying anything, but I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. Okay. I don't think they're going to have the time to do it. Now kind of back to what uh, you know Creech brought up. Take or leave it. Lakers will make the make a playoff run this year. Yeah, I think they will. Okay. I, I'll take that. I think they do. I think the Lakers were – I mean, what, they won 35 games this past season, I think almost 40. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was with the team with, they with had With a lot, right of, injuries, a lot yeah. of injuries. Yeah, I mean, LeBron, LeBron was hurt. Uh, uh, Lonzo, Lonzo was hurt. went out. I think Kuzma missed a few games. So it's just, you know, bearing injuries. And it, the one thing that I, I have to say about the Lakers is if they signed a couple of veteran guys to help, you know what I'm saying, it would essentially just be just like what was going on in Cleveland. You know, you got Kyle Corvo type guy, J.R. Smith type guy. You know, um, who else? Both are free agents, I believe. Yeah, you know, well, Kyle Corvo just got traded in the oh, Jazz okay. trade. So, you know, that's what type it's of. It's been speculation that he may get bought out of his contract. But, but, you know what I'm saying? Those are the type of guys that I'm expecting the Lakers to sign. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it as well. I think they'll make the playoffs as well for basically all the same reasons you just said. 
Um, and I still think there are going to be some players in free agency as well and, and put together a, a solid roster. Take it or leave it, Kyrie and KD team up in Brooklyn because it's been speculated that uh, the, the Nets are interested in, in, in bringing that duo to the, the Big Apple. I, I say leave it. I don't really know exactly where KD's going to go. I don't know if he's going to resign with the Warriors just because he's hurt. You know what I'm he saying? He has a player option. You know what I'm saying? Resign with them or opt into the player option. So I don't know. I, I, I say leave it right now because there's just not too much information. What would be nice to go out with it? If KD wants to show the Warriors some respect and they're going to let him rehab, opt into his player contract. If he decides he does want to move on and that's not a salvageable situation, be like, hey, look, since you guys are paying me and you guys allowed me to, you know, with the player option to opt in so I can rehab myself, let them know before the trade deadline, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be, you know, I want to play for a different, you know, team. But well, the, here's my list. There's already a, a speculation of them doing a sign and trade. Because then him. that way, you know, it allows him to sign the Supermax with the team of his choice. Team of his choice. Well, it would ultimately be the Warriors because they could offer him the most money. But then they could trade him to the team of his choice. Okay. And they would get a buku amount. And I'm, I'm sure they would get players and draft picks in, in a situation like oh, yeah. that. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, and you can essentially get a, a pretty good player. And, I mean, two pretty good players in that in that in that uh, not draft, but essentially in that trade, depending on what team you send them to. For sure, for sure. So, um, I'm gonna leave it as well. I do think Kyrie may end up there, but uh, I'm not so sure. The KD situation is such a, a a cloudy situation. I can't really buy into to this. Um, last, take it or leave it before we jump into NBA action. Should the NBA change their basically I guess would say league structure around the draft because there was just a lot of people upset that you know and I think people are so used to like the end of the NFL and, and how that goes and, and probably even some of the other leagues I don't watch their uh you know their drafts or anything but a lot of people were confused and it was really confusing as me watching it being a a basketball fan because there were teams that had multiple first-round picks, but they're picking essentially for other people because the official trade can't go through to like a couple weeks so after the, season the draft. Starts. But the season's already been over. The new, in, in, in my opinion, the new season should be started because listen, if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, the new season should start the night of the draft. Yes, like or, or like at least like a couple days before, or at least the day though. before the draft. Yeah, like. It, stay in the jam for the Patriots. I'm the jam for the Buccaneers. You know, what I'm saying we make a trade in the draft. Draft day, you want to move up ten spots to get our pick, whatever, whatever. You move up, you draft your player, and like that player comes out, even though it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers spot. You guys come out, dude makes the pick. He's not rocking a Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat. He's rocking a Patriots hat, and it just got really confusing with some of these these trades and stuff that went down and these guys essentially are coming out and wearing hats that they're not even going to play for that team well the one thing i just i just like about it and um isn't that such a memorable moment i would say as a player i would isn't that one of your dreams to be drafted in the nba draft in the first round exactly go up on stage shake the commissioner's hand 
and get your hat. Don't you think that's going to be something that you put on your wall? One of your most memorable moments. Would you frame that? Wouldn't that be something you? I frame? would like to. Now it's not going to be the team that you got drafted to. Yeah, it's going to be tra- uh, the Lakers, like Deont- uh, Durante, uh, not Durante Hunter, uh, uh, Hunter from from Virginia. Walk up stage, goes to the Hawks, but gets a fucking Lakers hat, a Lakers hat, and Lakers are picking for the Hawks. But it's, it's just ridiculous, man. And another thing I don't like about it is just the average NBA fan, not me or you. Because we know more about the league and then the game than the average NBA fan would. Somebody who's, you know what, I'm going to watch the playoffs tonight. That's the type of fan I'm talking about. They turn to the draft, you know, I'm going to watch the first couple picks of the draft. And that was the fourth pick where that happened. Yeah, it gets confusing. Damn, what do you mean? Wait, what? I thought, the, wait a minute, I just looked at my phone and said the Hawks made the fourth pick, had the fourth pick. Why does he have a Lakers hat on? Wait a minute, I'm confused. And that's also the same thing with the AD trade, too, is because of... When the league year starts, et cetera, et cetera, that's why that it can't really be processed until July 6th or, or whatever date they're going to agree upon. It's looking like the July 6th date. But all that stuff should start. Like That's why with the draft, even in the NFL, all that stuff starts before the draft. So that way you can sit there and when somebody's making a trade, if you trade somebody, it's not – the you know the Miami Dolphins picking for the Chicago Bears like no they make that trade Chicago moves up they pick that and pick. I get I get it I get it I get it oh well the trade could fall through you know what I'm saying the Lakers could not free up the cap space and Anthony Davis couldn't go there you know what I'm saying like blah blah blah, blah, blah. I get it how many times has that ever happened never <laughs> how many times has the trade fallen through I don't remember one exactly small chance. Outside of it, like legit, and I think it's only happened in the NFL that I've even remembered this. Outside of it, like a, a, a player not well, passing f- the uh, physical. physical. Yeah, and that's essentially what it boils down to. But nine times out of ten, I mean, NBA players are going to pass or miss a but physical NBA, because they're I, consistently training. But I don't think NBA even has that rule though, because like for instance, like if if KD was under contract, KD essentially could still be traded if someone was willing to pay for him, as long as they had the cap room. So they don't even have to pass physicals for the trade. They have to just pass physicals to play. Play, okay. So, yeah. It's a little different than the NFL. So I think they definitely need to do something and change the I think it's a disgrace. I think it's a disgrace. I think it's ridiculous. It's just too confusing. It ruins the, the night for the players. You know what I'm saying? And it's ridiculous. And and, you, and it's, sometimes it ruins the night for the media, guys. Like, like, even if it's a trade down, though. Like, let's just say hypothetically speaking, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like well, for instance, I mean – the Hawks got that pick, and it was through the whole Lakers trade or whatever, whatever, and the Lakers still picked that pick. But even say if it was just a team that wanted to, like, say a team that had one first-round draft pick that was their draft pick, wanted to move up, and I know that Orlando picked 16th, so we had our 16th pick. Say someone trying to, wanted to move up from 22 to 16, like, the way that they have it set up, like, even if that was the trade that happened, Orlando would select the player then at the the thing they would we basically would swap players mm-hmm. after the the July sixth situation or whatever goes down. So even still, the player would still have to come up there at pick sixteen, throw on the Orlando hat instead of wearing the hat for the number twenty two you know team. So it's just it's just really confusing, and I think it would it, I think it would make the rookie cards look better because you know for a guy that got traded, I mean why do I want to pay for like even if like one of these guys 
They got traded. Why would I want to pay for a rookie card? You know, you know they have they they have those draft rookie cards, and the dude's wearing the wrong hat. Yeah, I, I think that I think it's just ridiculous, man. I think it's something they need to fix immediately, and it really does because it, it makes the NBA look bad. It makes them look like that you guys are just unorganized and you guys don't know what the hell you're doing because it's really bad. I I, I disliked it, and I could tell it's crazy because like I. You know, I even mentioned it to Davis, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, why did the NBA do that? And literally, as soon as I did that, I looked on Twitter, and I went to trending, and that was one of the first things that was trending on the NBA. Or on Twitter was the whole hat thing. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm not the only one who's noticing it this year. And I noticed it the past few years, but this year, well, it was a lot there of was trade. a lot of trades in the first round, and uh, there was a lot of people who took notice of it this year. So, yeah, I think the NBA needs to fix that ASAP. Going to the NBA, going to the draft recap, man. First couple picks, Zion Williamson going number one. We all knew it. Everybody knew it. The whole world was expecting it. Congratulations, Zion Williams. You know, we got a first look of uh, what he looked like in his New Orleans jer jersey. You know, obviously, great pick for the Pelicans. The Pelicans obviously um, dropped back. They had that fourth pick that they got from the Lakers. They dropped back, traded with the Hawks. Hawks moved up to that fourth pick, and they got uh, DeAndre Hunter. Yep. So, obviously, you know, Pelicans moving back to the eighth spot, and they—I'm sorry, the tenth spot. No, it was eighth. Eighth spot. You're right, eighth spot. And they picked up uh, Hayes from ja Texas. Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, one of the better centers in the draft. Actually, the number one ranked center in the draft. So you know what? They lose Anthony Davis, but they gain a Jackson Hayes type player, and you get Zion Williamson. I think that's a pretty damn good win. And, and God bless ESPN. We, we don't really say that as much because we we kind of do get pissed off with them sometimes because they do get some stuff wrong. But at least when they're draft recap, they do have the teams that correctly selected those players. Facts. Not like the old uh, NBA. Well, the one thing I can say about NBA. TV. The one thing I can't say about the ESPN is that two of my favorite insiders are from ESPN, from both the NFL and NBA. And the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, though, let's talk about them real quick. So they bring in power forward DeAndre Hunter from Virginia. Had a great, you know, uh, tournament. Also, Cam Reddish sliding to them at 10. Yes. You know what? I talked about that. Me and Davis talked about that. And, and they teamed up with uh, – who was the guard they drafted last year? Young, right? No. Trey Young. Yeah, Trae yeah, Young. Trae yeah. Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, man, you're, you're talking about a good point guard, a good small forward, and a good power forward in that draft. They, they, they're doing some moves. First three picks, obviously, Zion Williamson, John Morant going to the Grizzlies as expected, and uh, R.J. Barrett going to the Knicks as expected. We pretty much knew the first three picks yep. before the draft was coming out. Those first three teams pretty much finalized those those players. Yeah, everybody was even saying they the draft doesn't start till the fourth pick. Besides a lot of uh, quick second workouts, um, I know the Knicks worked out Kobe White uh, two nights before the draft, and they same with Darius Garland. Um uh, somebody who went to the Cavaliers at five, and, uh, one of the better somebody, somebody people who call one of the better point guards. And in the draft. White went to the Bulls respectively. Kobe White, yes, sir. He was one of my favorite players. He's somebody that I would that I wish that the Magic were in position to to draft because I think he would have he would have been some scoring that we needed. Um, one of the picks that I do like, and I was surprised uh, when they uh, he said it was from Japan. Uh, Rui Rui Hachimura. Uh, Going to the Wizards, uh, one of the uh, Gonzaga players. I had no idea he was from Japan. Yeah. Grew up in Japan. Came to the States. Didn't speak a lick of English. All Japanese. Yep. How, and he's black as can be. Oh. I love that, bro. I loved it. Oh. I loved it. Only reason why I knew 
is because, and I think he's mixed actually. Oh, he's oh he's mixed for sure. But his dad's black as hell. Yeah, but, darker uh, than darker than dark. I, I watched some tournament in the beginning of the NCAA season where they played. They actually beat Duke, and uh, Jay Billis had a little like. You know, like sometimes, they, like during like the halftime and stuff, they do like those little like or like pregame. They have those little like, you know, interviews that they do. They did that, and I had seen. That. I was just like, man, that, that's pretty cool. And I, I kind of like the kid after that. Um, great pick there. Uh, I think he's going to do really good. Orlando. I was about to say, going to that Orlando pick. Go ahead, and move into that. Surprising a lot of people, picking somebody who I was really high on uh, watching the N- the NCAA tournament. Um, Chuma Okiki from Auburn, a guy that can play the three or the four position, um, a guy with some some you know long wingspan, l- lanky like the uh, Orlando Magic. Like you guys know, you guys have picked power forward or center the past four years, three years. Yeah, in the first round. So one of them hits. <laughs> so one of them hits. I mean, Jonathan Isaac's looking pretty solid. Yeah, I love Jonathan Isaac. I love. Um, Jonathan. Obviously, you know we got Aaron Gordon. Haven't seen what Matamba um, does yet. Haven't really seen what Matamba does yet. We got Mobamba. Er, I got you. Mutumbo, Mobamba, close enough. Mobamba. Damn it, Gavis will kick my ass if he hears that. This is our third time in a row that we're gonna have our first round pick with injury issues in the rookie season. The one thing that I think the. Uh, you guys picked him up defensive wise. He's a great, yeah, defensive, great defender, great defender. But he also shoot, shot last year almost forty percent. He, he's like right, right under thirty nine percent from beyond the arc. Uh, twelve point twelve seasons, six point eight rebounds, and uh, yeah, one point nine steals per game. So almost two steals a game too. So, like yeah. I said, great defender. I, I think that the Magic uh, put themselves in situations because I was looking up some of the uh, the the. Salary cap and all that different things. We're in a position, I think, uh, Mozgov comes off of our books this year, which is like 16 mil. Um, I think Fournier has the player option next year, which I think Fournier may move on from us. I think he's going to be a guy who, who, who may move on from us. So we could quite possibly in 2020 and 2021 be some uh, be in position to sign some some big name guys, or maybe be in position to at least move up because we got a good young core. I, I like some of the players that we got. Jonathan Isaac, I like. I like. Uh, I think Mo Bamba will pan out. Um, I like Aaron Gordon. So you know, I love Aaron Gordon. If, if Markel Fultz can come back and and be what you will, which you know, it's 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 up for debate right now. But all word out of Orlando, they're definitely happy with that that acquisition. So come back player of the year next year. You're here first. Quite possibly. You're here first. Mark Fultz, come back player of the year next year. Could possibly be. You're here first. And there's even mutual interest with uh, Vooch wanting to come back. So, Going to the Celtics real quick. Romeo Langford. I was surprised in this pick. I wasn't really happy. Uh, I really wanted Bobo. I don't know why, bro, but I wanted Bobo so bad. And literally he fell in the second round, man. And I, and I had no idea he had injury. I knew he had an injury, but I didn't know it was still affecting him to where he probably might not even play this season. See, I didn't know that neither, but I knew that there – to me, he was just like – he needs to eat like a few cheeseburgers because he's just, he's just too big to be that skinny, bro. He's 210 pounds, bro. Yeah, but he's like eight foot tall, so he's just like a, a, a twig. He's seven foot. He's seven two. Yeah, but I feel like I can push him around. You probably could. You probably could. You're absolutely right. Like like I said, the one thing I like about the pick for the Nuggets is because, um, bro – 
that's a second-year role that they could – essentially, he's a first-round talent that he was. Literally, some people had him going top five. They did. And he fell in the second round. Literally, if you want, you can sit him out the whole season if you're the Nuggets. You don't need him. You don't need to rush him into the, to the lineup. Sit him out the whole season. Rehab him up. Gain him some strength. Get some, put some muscle mass on him. Bring him back next year. He's going to be di- hopefully be di- dynamic. And he's got a little chip on his soldier because he went in the second round. He said he wants to prove everybody wrong. So, who knows? Could be a really good pick for them. But Romeo Langford, I found out today, or yesterday, same trainer as D'Lo. Romeo nice. Langford. Had no clue. Maybe that's why the Celtics were intrigued by him. I don't know. The one picks that I am very intrigued, uh, Carson Edwards. We got him in the second round. Vilches actually hit me up on Twitter. And uh, Mike was pretty much telling me, bro, hey, I love the kid. Like, you know, dude averaged 24 points a game this season for uh, at, at Purdue. Um, so... I'm really excited to see what he could do if we don't sign Terry Rozier and or we lose out on Kyrie because it's essentially not official yet. I mean, he's gone, but yeah, he was essentially like one of the not top scores in the league this year. Um, yes, uh, I could see the Celtics plugging him in almost immediately um, this season, maybe even at that number one role starting. Yeah, yeah you so, guys, you guys definitely got younger, and I think with some of the unnecessary cap coming off your guys' books, I think Danny was just like, "Fuck it, we're just going to rebuild." Yeah, we're gonna rebuild. reload. Well, yeah, Re- reload, rebuild, yeah, same thing. You, you got to lose a lot to rebuild. True, true. Y'all just going to reload. But we have lost a lot. Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, that's a lot, Yeah, man. but you guys are bringing in undrafted free agent and Taco Falls, who I think personally is better. Oh, yeah. Who I think personally is better than Bobo. Bo. Taco Fall, baby. Let's go. I I'm think, excited I think he will for play, that. I think he will play himself into a contract. That, that My man is seven freaking three. 250 pounds. That's a beast right there. Let's go. I thought he was 7'6". He's 7'6". You're right. He's 7'6". Yeah. With like an 8-something wingspan. Let's go. Sign him to the Summer League to an exhibition contact. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. I know you want a taco fall. So did Davis. Yeah. Woo! I'm excited for that. I think taco fall is going to go a long way in the NBA. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? As a a bench player, not going to be a starting role. And I, I think our last little bit of Boston news... Jason Tatum signs to oh, Team yeah. Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan got him a sneaker him. deal. Third year player, Jason Tatum getting him a sneaker deal with Jordan. Uh, the question is, will he get his own signature shoe? Well, I believe he will. That's that's usually the because I know Russ just got his, and the first ones were. Eh. You see the second ones? Second ones, are all right, They're all right. They got some weird colorways right now. They just introduced them in Paris. All right. They're not bad. I'll probably pass, but they're not bad. If I was Jason Tatum, I would opt just to play in, in the 11s. Well, I know last year he played in all Kyrie's. He was playing in Kyrie's all last year. Okay. Because Kyrie was on the team. I mean, just comfortable. So now he's been playing in Jordan. So who knows what he's been playing in? Probably his own signature shoe. Who knows? Congratulations. Who knows? Uh, Going over to Memphis Grizzlies. Speaking of the Grizzlies, getting John Morant. Michael Conley being traded from the Grizzlies to to the Utah Jazz, man. The Utah Jazz giving up quite a bit. An arm and a leg. They, for for aging Mike Conley, I mean, a congrats to the Grizzlies for pulling it off because, I mean, they pulled off a pretty big – I think they definitely got the, the better of the deal. 31-year-old Michael Conley. Uh – Memphis Grizzlies traded 31-year-old Michael Conley to Utah Jazz, Jazz to a young Grayson Allen, who you don't know exactly what he's going to be. 
Kyle Korver, aging, who you just, you just said, my bias contract, and a very good defensive player in Jay Crowder, who I love. Played his time for the Celtics. Very good defensive-minded player. I love Jay Crowder and, a, and the first-round pick in, in Thursday's draft. So Jazz gave up a whole lot to get Michael Conley. And you know what? A lot of people were saying, you know, this was a big mistake. But you know what? Who knows? I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Michael Conley, I mean, Rudy Gobert could be a could be dangerous. Could be very dangerous. Could be, you know, a very deep threat for them. Who they turned into Brandon Clark, by the way. Who? The Th- that's who they picked? Yep. They Brandon Clark? Okay. So they got John Morang and uh, Brandon Clark then. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Solid power forward out of Gonzaga. So, I mean, you know, they, they definitely – Made their thing. Pogo stick athlete who finishes everything around the rim. Lob and Tim dunk threat. Number one finisher in college basketball. Um, converting 74.3% of his shots at the rim. Um, has touch on floaters as well. Uses his leap ability and high motor to have an impact on the offensive glass. He's also a versatile defender who can switch onto the perimeter and rim protect despite his subpar length. So, you know, average four shot block shots a game per 40 minutes. Um, so definitely uh, sounds like a, a solid d- uh, defensive guy, probably to replace uh, Crowder. Sounds like they replaced two people in this draft. Mike Conley averaged 21 points, 6 assists, and 3.4 rebounds a game last year. So obviously another, an- just another bucket getter for the, the Utah Jazz. I a mean, solid veteran. I think that I think they're going to be dying. I don't know. They're going to win some games. Pretty much Rubio's gone. Yeah, they're going to win some games. I mean, Rubio's going to be leaving from there. Yeah, he will. And I wouldn't be surprised if Celtics signed him. Uh, already, there was already been mutual agreements for between Rubio and the Celtics a while ago. So maybe Orlando's also another team I've heard been kicking the tires on that one as well. Uh, Bulls, uh, some say, arguably going to present a four-year, eighty million dollar to one Malcolm Brogdon, and he is a restricted free agent right now. So that meaning that the Bucks would have to match and or better that deal yep to keep him to keep him so who knows malcolm brogdon might be on his way to chicago if that is true there's these reports are kind of iffy right now but still Jabari, still enough to uh, enough to report jabari on. parker's another person out there's been rumored to uh have some interest jabari parker uh obviously just opted out of the player option at the wizards so and, and i believe uh, if i'm if i'm correct zach looked it up when we were talking about all this by next Sunday's show, I think it's the official opening of – I don't know when, if it's when they can actually sign free agents or when it's like that tampering period or whatever. But by next Sunday's show, we might actually be having some live updates on free agency going down well, because I, I think it's when free agency actually starts in the NBA because you got uh, Willie Colley-Stein. Has all has pretty much had his agent come out and request a fresh start. They, he do, they don't want the uh, Kings – to submit an offer, um, obviously Horford and Kyrie are both expected to leave Boston. So I, I think over the next week or two, we're gonna have some very interesting. Uh, yeah, NBA I, free agency. To I talk definitely, about. I definitely wouldn't be surprised if Al Horford that comes off the books real quick. Same with Kyrie, you know, like that. I mean, Horford has been in the league for some years. Um, I, I don't think he's like on the decline yet, but with what Boston has, I mean, you guys still have a bunch more first-round picks coming around. So why not get off some of the books? And then now that you have, like, these players, because they've been making very solid draft picks, 
let some of these older veterans that are eating up a lot of cap space go. Start signing the youngsters that you want to for sure, for sure keep, and then just keep building through the draft, and then maybe bring in those veteran guys that kind of want to, you know, challenge for a, a title that are going to come in, still do their veteran thing. I mean, they got room for one next shit. slot on their team. Yeah. So, I mean, signing somebody isn't out of the question. Yeah. But can, I don't disagree with Kemba what Walker, you just said. Uh, uh, Jabari Parker, maybe um, D'Angelo Russell. And I don't even think Jabari Parker would even be a max contract guy. I think he'd be somebody nah, yeah. a little, little bit less. Yeah. But, um, <coughs> but just going <coughs> to that veteran yeah. leadership is what you're talking about. Yeah. But they're going over to, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, Horford, apparently they're saying that Horford's getting $112 million from the, from the Mavericks. I don't see that happen. I mean, I, I don't think the Celtics wanted to pay him that just because that's $28 million a season. That is ridiculous, man, in my opinion. For somebody, I mean, Horford isn't what he used to be. He isn't scoring what he used to be. He's a great, you know, wide open three point shooter. You know, he's there for when you need him to. He's obviously an awesome defender. That's one thing I'm going to miss about him. Uh, from Boston is his defending wise. He's a great, you know. I mean, he he defended um, Giannis very well in the playoffs this past season. So you know, I, it's just going to be sad to see his defensive presence gone from Boston. So that's the one thing I feel like the Mavericks are trying to sign him for. And I tell you what, man, if the Mavericks do get a ch- chance to sign him, I'll be scared of the Mavericks, man. Luka Doncic. Uh, Luca's a beast. Luca, Christoph Porzingis, and you, if Christoph can stay healthy, and you got Al Horford, that's going to be a, a young, that's sassy a, team right there in, in the in the West for sure. Yeah. Okay, so looking up on Bleacher Report, as of six p.m. a week from today, negotiations can start. So there'll probably be a lot of rumors for us to talk about okay. next week, and then July sixth at noon. Which is the following Wednesday or the following Saturday. So in two weeks, we'll definitely be having a lot of more clear picture of the NBA. But it, the negotiations can start next Sunday. Okay. Two weeks from today, everything can become official. What well, one team do you think had uh, the best draft? I mean, honestly, if if I go back to this. Uh, the the draft, I mean, can you not say the Pelicans? I mean, the Pelicans did some some damage. I feel like in the draft, um, utilizing not only that that pick that they got from the Lakers and turning it into more picks, but I mean, you got Zion in the first round, you got Jackson Hayes in the first round that you traded back, was still able to get a solid big man um, to put next to your power forward so i mean first of all right then and there you don't want to go down low against the pelicans um then they got a guy that i thought orlando might draft at 16 ended up going right after us at 17 they got Nikhil alexander walker a shooting guard to pair with drew holiday that's a good not to mention they still have a chance to get uh, Julius Randle back and they still got Lonzo Ball they got Brandon Ingram and they got Josh Hart I mean that is a young dangerous team over there yeah, so, so and like, I have to agree with you 100%. so even like Nikhil he, does, you know what I'm he doesn't even have to come off the, the bench right away because you have Lonzo Ball and stuff out there and, and, and some other people then 
They got uh, a, another small forward out of Brazil, Marcos uh, Luzada Silva, in, in the second round. So, I mean, they definitely had a good draft. Obviously, you, you got to go with the, the Hawks, somebody who we talked about. They end up having uh, yeah. two. DeAndre Hunter and uh, Cam Reddish. Two, they got two first round, rounders. Then they also got Bruno Fernando, a center in the second round. Um, so the, I think they kind of covered a lot of their their needs. I think undercover, um, the Bucks did from the future. Um, I, I think Miami picking Tyler Harrow, uh, the shooting guard out of Kentucky, thirteenth. That, that was a solid pick. Um, I actually like what the Cavs did. I like Cavs. what the Cavs did. I like what the Cavs did. I like it. They got Kevin Porter Jr., who some say they might be the steal of the draft at at thirty there, and then uh, they got Darius Garland. Who some arguably consider one of the better point guards in the draft, uh, if not the best point guard in front of John Morant. So you know, I think the Cavs did great in the first two picks in the first round. I, I think for what the Warriors had to work with, um, obviously not being able to pick until late. I love that pick, Jordan Poole. I love that pick. Instant plug-in. Another thing. Another, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Instant plug-in for an injured Clay Thompson. Then, like you said, the Cavaliers picking uh, Kevin Porter with the last pick in the third round or first round. I dislike I mean, that that Poole was in the fucking stands. I dislike that. He was not invited to the draft. He was not invited to the green room. Well, the green room. I don't like that. I dislike that. I do not like that at all. Because, one, there's fucking guys who sat in the green room didn't even get drafted. Bobo. And you got Jordan Poole who's sitting outside with his family in the stands. Which is the time to come out there on, on his own dollar. I like it. Ridiculous, bro. I, I think one of the uh, biggest steals in the draft, aside from Orlando's pick, which I think is going to be is – we're going to have to wait a year to prove. But it, he was somebody who was probably – people were projecting to be a top eight pick who slid to us eight picks later. But I think with uh, the Portland Trailblazers getting a nice little small forward to team up over there with what they got going on and Nazir Little – Sliding who who the, in Portland that that was a guy who a top lot of five people, top five so now you got him over there with Dame Lillard man yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough and season who's, who's their other guard that they got that's pretty good uh uh C J McCollum yes yeah, C J McCollum now you now you got a a, a wing a, sh- a good shooting wing even though he didn't have the best uh freshman year over at at UNC he was a guy who was projected to you know he was like one of the top kids in the country. And, you know, you surround somebody with a lot of talent, and the other talent, you know, does their thing. You're not needed as much. So he had a little bit of an off season, but I don't think it was anything to worry about. I think he's in the so of Portland. It'd did, be great. Did you see when um, Cam Jordan got got picked? Yeah. And what's his name? Kobe White was doing an interview. And he was like, oh, can't what? Can't what? Cam just got drafted 10? He was like, they were like, yeah. He was like, what? He was like shocked, bro, that it wasn't Nasir because Nasir came. They were all teammates. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he was, he was like, oh, I'm so happy for him. You know what I'm saying? You know, he went through so much. You know what I'm saying? And he 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 should have been in the top ten, pretty much. Like they're like pretty much saying, whoa. I I mean, a lot of people kind of question this. Jay Billis was one of them, but they also think that I mean, it, it shows where where the shooting is at. Uh, you know, physically wise and all that stuff, you know, he, he can develop a little bit more. But, I mean, 
he is quite possibly the best shooter in the draft, according to people, knocking down 40.3% of his career three-pointers. Um, outstanding shot preparation can catch on the hop or one-two step into shots. Um, they say he's really good. He's a mature, productive player, um, and he can have an impact right away. So I, I think that it all. I, I think this is kind of a situation where um, sometimes the professionals in the uh, in the the area may think somebody's a little bit lower, but the scouts were higher up on the player than 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 what the the you know the pros were. So I mean, they, you know, I, I feel that. Phoenix probably knew that they weren't going to get him later on in the draft. And just, you know, at that point, they're like, hey, we're going to make our pick. They also picked up Ty Jerome, a shooting guard. So, I mean, Phoenix did a, I think Phoenix added some, some, some quality players. I know that the Thunder came out and said that Steven Adams and uh, who's their point guard they got to back up? Russell uh, Westbrook, kid from Atlanta, Schroeder. They said Dennis Schroeder and Steve Adams were all available for trade. Wow! So I don't know if that I don't know if that was they were trying to do something before the draft happens, but yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Definitely going to be some movement here this off season. Looking forward to the NBA. Yeah, NBA is going to be exciting this year. It's definitely more exciting than it was last year. I feel like I think that there's going to be some teams that definitely improved. I think this this draft was stacked. I think that this draft was more stacked than people actually thought it was. You know, I think there was a lot of first round picks who were going to be plugged in almost immediately. You know, yeah. in a lot of teams, and I think there's going to be even a, a couple second round picks who are going to be plugged in immediately. So we'll who see. knows, man? We'll, we will see. Maybe some undrafted free agents, Taco Falls. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's going to be it, man. I think that's gonna go ahead and do it for us. Short, quick show, about an hour and a, almost an hour and a half. But Zach's not here without that game, man. Just cut it cuts into the it's time. It's that time of year, though. It's yeah, it is that time of year, though. When, when football picks back up, we'll be we'll be begging to do longer shows. But that's been it from this edition for No Boundary Sports Talk from my man Craig Wiley Jr. I'm Derek Futures. We'll see y'all next Sunday, same time, same place. Y'all have a great day.